someone listening to the long quotation from Hegel that I used a few episodes ago could be forgiven for saying that that may have been true in the early 19th century, but it isn't true anymore. We no longer, they might hope, systematically set out to suppress idiosyncrasies and individualities and reduce everyone to the same carbon copy of everyone else. Even to the extent that that is true in the United Kingdom or the liberal West, as we like to think of it, it certainly isn't true in many parts of the world. And to see classes of 80 being drilled in a particular way of thinking, as happens in many communist and Marxist-Leninist countries, is to know that Hegelian views are still alive and well and being used in the systematic suppression of individuality and personal initiative. How that will pan out in terms of economic innovation and entrepreneurship is a matter for the future, but nobody should be under any illusion that it doesn't happen. However, we shouldn't be too ready to accept that it doesn't happen in Western liberal democracies. Teachers, educators, are still worried when pupils deviate from their conception of a predetermined trajectory of learning. That can be something as monolithic as a national curriculum or a syllabus leading to an external examination that gives rise to a qualification, but it can also be any kind of exhibition of dissent from or rebellion against a predetermined and designed educational pattern. But when we see children, pupils, students exhibiting interest in anything, even if it's not what we think they should be exhibiting interest in, Instead of the knee-jerk reaction that seeks to repress it as a problem, we should instead see it as a symptom of an interest that can be used to motivate, that can be used as a framework within which an experimental, personalised educational trajectory can be discovered and defined. For example, human beings love puzzles and problem solving. So education needs to leverage that interest in a cycle of success and failure, trial and improvement or error, and to encourage children to acquire gradually the skills required for self-set standards of success and failure by means of which they reflect upon and evaluate their own experiments in the definition of their own lives. Because self-set standards identify, create and direct the path of our personal and social learning, as personal and social becoming. And it's only by becoming those selves that we are best suited to becoming that we can possibly fulfil our role in society. I'll come back to an objection to this in a moment.
So we should be saying to children, have the courage to do what you want to do, to be who you want to be, to play whatever games you want to play and to make your own rules and set your own standards in any way that suits you. Facilitating the emergence of the self-confidence necessary to implement such a strategy and to allow our unconscious minds to give expression to themselves. Remember the metaphor of the iceberg for conscious and unconscious definitions of the self that we discussed in series one. The implementation of such a strategy is one of education's prime purposes and indeed should be one of its prime directives. We should not allow ourselves to be deflected by predetermined models of what a human being should be or needs to be or must be or to design an education strategy to deliver on such prescriptive, destructive fantasies. In other words, we need to go a very long way away from where Hegel thought we should be going. Hegel's educational philosophy is designed to tame and suppress exactly what education should set loose and encourage. Of course, someone will say that this would only result in more monsters being let loose. But it is perfectly plausible to argue as a rejoinder that the opposite is true that in a quasi-Freudian system of repression, our education in forcing children and young people and ultimately adults to live lives that they don't really want to live and to become people they don't really want to become is in fact the cause of the existence of monsters. And that by preventing human beings from becoming themselves and forcing them to become someone else according to some socially defined pattern is the cause of the problem, not something that solves it. If that were so, then no wonder the world is full of such a lot of screwed up people. I'm using screwed up here in a technical sense who have never been permitted, let alone encouraged by their educational experience, to become who they really wanted and were suited to become. If we were rather more of a Greek frame of mind and thought that our personalities were, as you might say, embodied in something as abstruse as a soul, we would not say what I have just said. We would say, become who they really are, as though that were predefined. Well, it is, of course, to some extent by our genetic inheritance, but only to some extent. And to want to say that there is a predefined goal, a predefined self buried somewhere within us, some soul-like thing towards which a successful education will lead us 
in the eventual glorious effulgence of the true self is just so much fantasy. The unrealized inner self can be an occasion for fear and anxiety, but it can also be a refreshing source of hope based on the possibility of renewal, that however much we have achieved or become so far, there remains more to us, to me, if only we can set free our inner self. That would suggest, and insofar as I know Freud's thinking, I think he would think so too, that conflicts between our inner selves, between who we want to become, and some normative sense of what constitutes the normal, good, nice lives that all properly educated and socialised people should lead, well, that conflict may be the cause of the monsters that are all around us and have populated human history. And if you read Eric Fromm in The Anatomy of Human Destructiveness and his analysis of Adolf Hitler and Heinrich Himmler, you will find there plenty of evidence for the thesis that it is the failings of education that produce monsters, not the releasing of the inner self, but its repression. Now, I have said that we need to find a way to enjoy the present, to experiment, to play. So let's try and put this in forms that make some sort of concrete sense. Let's suppose that wherever we happen to be today, we have a number of opportunities that we can treat as experiments. Experiment one, two, three, and so on. And in each of those experiments, we do a test. And the test is, to what extent does it resonate? To what extent does it appear to open up for us some cavern of possibilities that we would like to explore? And when we identify one or more activity that seems likely to open up such caverns of possibility, let's do more of it. And when our self-set standards fail to detect such resonances, let's do less of it. So we start to define our future out of our present, but not in a predetermined way, but by ways that are evolving as we are evolving. Hegelian education and all education that thinks that it has a predetermined blueprint for what normal human life looks like dictates the direction of human becoming and so leads to an education that forces, drives and coerces individuals down supposedly socially useful and responsible paths, but not paths of their own devising, and certainly not of their own choosing, and certainly not paths that they have been invited, encouraged, and indeed enthusiastically supported in helping to discover for themselves. So, 
what we have here is a blueprint for an educational system that gives responsibility insofar as a child or a young person is capable of exercising it for the determination of their own future. And those who would argue that instead we should be repressing the emergence of the inner self that is the potential of each individual in order to make socially compliant, useful members of society, but at the expense of forcing them into lives that are inevitably filled with conflicts between who they are being and who they are ideally capable of being, well, I think that that is an experiment that we have not attempted very often in the past, but since the system as we have it clearly isn't working, it's about time that we did.